Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Shipping on this podcast. Um, today I have on someone that I know, and I have him on as a guest because he used to do really fucked up things when he was drunk, like double life, dirty sexual stuff when he was younger, like, you know, seriously, like stuff that nobody knew that he was doing, but I eventually figured it out and caught him. And it was pretty fascinating that that's who he was. He was leading a double life because Frank was just this dude. He was just this dude who... You know, it was like a bar fly, and we knew each other through this bar that we hang out in, hung out in. And um, but he was on this on the down low. He was doing a lot of crazy sexual things while he was drinking. Now that he's older, I mean, he had a birthday recently, so we're going to talk about that. Um, he doesn't do those things anymore, but he's willing to talk about it because I think they're interesting things. And there's probably a lot of people that could relate to it. Or um, it's just like what I'm interested in that, you know, normal people, people that you could be hanging out with in a bar or people that you could be friends with because this guy has tons of friends and nobody knew that he was like living this double life when he was wasted and doing all these kind of illicit things. So we're going to talk to him about that. I will be. He hasn't given me his name yet. I've texted him to make up a name and he hasn't gotten back to me. So I don't know who the fuck he is or what we're going to call him, but um, I'll be right back on with uh, whatever his name is. I don't know. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, dude, you're on my podcast. You never sent me a name. What do you want me to call you? You can call me Frank. You want to just be Frank? Yeah, I answer best to that. You what? I always answer for Frank. That's what people call me. Okay, nobody knows your last name. Frank is such a generic name, so nobody will know who the hell you are yeah. anyway. I didn't explain what you used to do in the past with me. 
um, yet because I, you know, I just wanted to uh, sort of surprise everybody because it was just so interesting because I didn't know you were doing it either. It was just like the big reveal at the end. I figured out you were living like a total secret life and you were doing very dirty sexual things high on alcohol. Was it alcohol or cocaine? What made you do that shit? Both, but the cocaine, that's what makes you very, very horny. Coke? Yeah, it makes you do crazy shit. Crazy, really. <laughs> right, but last night, okay, so you just had a birthday. You turned the big five zero last night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, you don't like... Very annoying. <laughs> very annoying. That's a whole other subject. No, I love that because I love when men turn and 40. I hate when people say, you know, oh, you feel young. It doesn't matter. Oh, no, when you said... Yeah, when you said, oh, my God, I'm old, I'm like, I know you are. It sucks. Yeah. People, you know, I don't, yeah, I feel young, but that doesn't change it when I'm out. And, you know, you see, like, some 23-year-olds all having fun. If you walk over there, you're the old guy. I know. I like being the old guy. I know, the old person in the bar. That's why I don't go to bars, really. I mean, and there's a lot of people in New York that run around in bars. The bar is seen older. And I think, you know, if it's going to be acceptable and you got to be old, the old person in the bar, you want to do it in New York. But I got to tell you. It still seems lame to me. I mean, it still seems so. Um, it, I, there's something so pathetic about it to me, and that makes yeah, me judgmental. I guess I don't know, but I was out with some people recently, and they're all drinking, so they don't see. You know, I'm not drinking, so I'm out. And it, you know, I went to all these. They were like, they went to two. Well, there are two different bars I went to, and there are like bars in the city that are pretty fancy lounges where like older people hang out. And I gotta tell you, with like no beer goggles on. Everybody just looked like such, so desperate. You know, there's nothing desperate about being 25 or even 32, you know. Nothing. Out in a bar, acting sexy, picking up some pee. You know what I mean? That's what you do at that age. But when you're like 50. And when you're 25, if you saw somebody like in their 40s at a bar, what would you say? I'm that guy when I'm 40 something shooting, you know? Well, no, that's why, I, I mean, I was telling these people, like, for me, I never wanted to be the old lady in the bar. I never wanted to be somebody in their 40s, like a woman, like, trying to be hot, like a 25-year-old is hot, trying to pick up guys. Listen, I'm single, so I still got to pick up guys, but I feel like the way I'm attractive at my age is, like, you know, over a cup of coffee, having a serious conversation, as opposed to, like, slurring my words and, like, party girl, you know? I don't, I don't think that that's hot at that age, you know? You got to, like, reinvent yourself, but a lot of these poor people that I saw, they just look like walking corpses. Like everyone's old, but they're yeah. trying to dress up and they're all like looking around. And it's just like, it's, I don't know, it's embarrassing to me. I was there with a yeah, guy. Yeah. So I was like, at least I'm like paired up. But like my girlfriends wanted to go to this place recently that's like a trendy place because I went with this one guy to this place and it was like a lot of hot older wealthy men at this place I'm like oh this is a good place for my girlfriend to go to pick up guys let's all go and then I was like you know what I can't do that I can't dress up you know like a piece of me and walk to a place looking to pick up a guy I just can't even though I would like to pick up a guy I just feel like I have to do it in a different way when you're older you know it's like embarrassing yeah right I don't know know. is that wrong of us to think that I, I you know no, it's, it's not just so natural when you're like, you know, in your 20s, you go out, you feel like a god, you know, you look good. Yeah, and there's something you know, sexy just... about and hot. It's it's hot and, and OK to be like completely out of control of yourself and pimping yourself out as like a piece of meat when you're really young, because that's like, you know, that's a lot of who you are. But when you get older, whether you're a man or a woman, like I feel like, you know, 
you're you're about so many other things that like a bar is just not the place to like showcase yourself and go out to meet people. I don't know, but people do it here all the time. And I feel like if you're going to be single and older, you might as well be in the city because it was probably 10 times more depressing in the suburbs, you know, but these people in the city, (laughs) even though they look good and they're dressed nice, they're still to me, it still looks like pathetic. Like you're the old man or the old woman in the bar. You know, it's like I know. Very depressing, especially, you know, there's a group of young people. You look over and you used to be them. Now yeah, you're but, the old guy. Yeah, do you think these the older people, though, they think that they're fine? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I find it embarrassing. Um, and I think maybe that makes me judgmental. I don't know. That's maybe because I don't like to live in the age box. This is what, this is why I had no problem telling you, you are fucking old at 50 last night. You're like, oh, my God, you're so honest. And it's like, because at the end of the day, this is what's going to happen to you, Frank. Because to me, 50 is the 40 for a woman you know 50 for a man is like 40 for a woman right when a woman hits 40 when a woman hits 40 yeah it's very big not for yourself but it's like in society you know you're old and you're like off a lot of lists you know a lot of people won't date you a lot of people would never consider to marry you you know there's just something about turning 40 that's not great for a woman and uh i feel like a man in his 40s is fine he doesn't experience that at all but when he turns yeah, it's 50, it's the same. One is weird for a guy. Yeah, and you're going to be a senior citizen in like 10 years. At least as a woman, you turn 40, and then you got a, a good 20 years before you become a senior citizen. <laughs> you only yeah, have 10 true. years to go. You become old, and I then know. you die. It lives so fast. <laughs> I Which I think you is hilarious for a man because of a woman. But this is what I'm going to tell you, Frank, that's going to happen. This is, you know, you're going to like be 50 and maybe for the first year you're going to live in that age and you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm 50, so I can't do this. And I just, you, I don't know. I, that's what happened to me when I was a 40. I started to really freak out about age and I lived in the age box. And it, I was never more miserable in my life. I really, I mean, I really was miserable thinking about my age and how it affected me and thinking about what that meant. So I just eventually decided to just forget about it and never pay attention to it and just go on with your life. Because you just, it just feels so bad to feel so bad that you're like, fuck that. I'm just going to pretend, you know, you're going to, you're, you are young at heart. You feel good. That will all come back and you'll forget about the fact that, you know, you have some weird age that means something. I swear, that's what will happen. Yeah. Plus, I've been analyzing the age thing for years, so I'm not, like, surprised by it. Yeah, but I was because I thought I was fine at 40. I really was, like, 40's not affecting me. And then I cut all my hair off. I got a bob. And I was, like, sleeping with a 25-year-old. Like, And I was like, holy shit, I guess 40 is affecting me. Do you know what I mean? It was a, a lot worse than I even expected, even though I thought... I had a good grip on it and I didn't care. I realized, um, you know, the way I lived my life that year and the things that I did that it actually was bothering me. But, you know, you get over and you get past it and you move on. And then um, what did you do last night? Because you texted me, you know, you were out, you were drinking and I wanted you to do this podcast because you used to do these really illicit things when you were um, when we were younger. And it was kind of like a secret life thing because I found out about it because I busted you. But like, did your other friends know about this whole thing, all this kind of shit that you used to do when you were younger and high on cocaine? Not really. I think some people know, but I don't know how. I guess word gets out, you know. Someone has an idea, I did this or I did that. But no one's really ever said anything to me that confronted me. They talk but, about you, know, you just have a you just have a feeling sometimes people like like I don't know, if the phones come up, someone will say, Yeah, we you know, you and phones like <laughs> I never wanna know what they mean. 
Oh, because, right, because you know, you're like, you feel that shame because you kind of know, but probably they don't know, Frank. They're just probably just saying anything, but that's your own projection. <laughs> it's your own guilt. But because um, I don't know how many other people you did this to. But l- last night, though, you said that you were out um, and you weren't home. So I was like, oh, did you like because I don't know that you I mean, I don't know who you bang or you don't have a girlfriend. Right. Like, did you fuck a hooker last night or did you do something because you were out for your birthday and you were like really wasted? You said maybe you'll do the podcast at like three o'clock morning. And then I never heard from you. And then when I text you this morning. Right. And I was calling you incessantly. You were someplace you like I didn't sleep home. Well, where did you sleep last night? Well, I got home probably like three. Right. Picked up, you know, car service, that Uber car. Uh-huh. When I got home, I was all still like whacked and... Drinking or cocaine? You, did you do coke last night? Uh, somebody had some. So that's a, just a yes or no question. What do you mean, eh, someone had... Like, just say, yeah, I did some blow. Yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't a planned thing, but I just did a little bit. Enough. Let's do that. How right. many Enough lines? Probably. I mean, what's a little bit? Like a bump or like... F- I don't know. Probably like three trips to the bathroom with somebody. <laughs> okay. I have done coke and yeah. you know. Okay. Just enough to make me get that kind of corn bag itch. So I got home and I surfed the, uh, what is it, backstage... Oh, back page. I put ads there sometimes. That's all hookers. So you fucked a hooker last night. I knew it. I knew that yeah. you had done something. I, I, well, I figured you fucked somebody. And I'm like, maybe you just picked up a random stranger. But you screwed a hooker from back page last night. Yeah, it was easier, you know. You just get home. You surf a little bit. For how find long? the right one. I was supposed to be an hour, but then I just paid extra to stay there like and sleep. Which only was like, you know, a few more hours because it was... By the time everything was done, it was like on almost seven in the morning. But for an hour, how much did you pay? An hour is two hundred. Because a half hour was one twenty. I got the whole thing for two hundred. <laughs> and did she just like let you do anything to her? It was just you know she got on top, did that, you know, nothing like really kinky or anything. Because I was kind of messed up too. Do you make out with these people? No. No? Okay. And do you wear a condom? Tell the truth. No one knows who you are. Yeah. I just want to know the truth. Yeah, they they make you. They have it, you know? They have it, right. Anytime I've ever gotten a hooker, they always have a condom. Okay, how many hookers have you got in your life? A lot? Because we're not talking. What you used to do in the past was not hooker sex. It's something totally different. But what did you, um, what was, uh, what, you've had hundreds of hookers? When I was younger, you know, nothing was going on like a hookup. At the bar or something, sometimes you just drive to the city and just, you know, get a blowjob or something. But there was none of that internet stuff back then, so it wasn't like you'd come home and find someone. Yeah, did she have her real pictures on? Like, you look at a picture and then she's... Yeah? Yeah. I noticed a lot of them said 100% real pictures. And so this girl was her real picture? Yeah. Was she hot? She's pretty hot and young. How old? 23, she says... (laughs) <laughs> 23, 28, like what's the difference? It's just not, it's not anything close to 50. <laughs> no, I know, it's that young, beautiful stuff, you know? <laughs> not 45 like me. For. What? Yeah, it wasn't, it was, now it's like, when you turn 50, you gotta pay for that. Really what I want to talk about is all the shit you used to do, the sexually, the sexual deviant stuff you used to do when you were high on cocaine. 
So I had a dirty prank caller. Okay, this is serious. This is like what you used to do. Like I had a dirty prank caller for many years. Okay, Frank, we knew each other for a very long time. And what the callers need to know was that me and you got it on. Like we hooked up plenty of times. I even believe because I was into phone sex when I was younger that me and you used to have to me and you used to do real phone sex with each other. So I was this is what's so weird about it is I was available to you to do phone sex or anything that you kind of wanted right i mean that's just yeah. the way i did business and uh you though on the side secretly unbeknownst to me because i didn't know okay for many years many many years i would have this dirty prank caller and he would say this is what you would because it's frank everybody okay <laughs> you would say what color panties are you wearing like seriously like that's what that was your in like that's what you used to say like what color panties are you wearing like <laughs> Like probably wrong. like a week before you had taken off my real panties and we got it on or we had just had phone sex. But yet you had this weird thing where you wanted to do it as a stranger. And that must be some sort of like that must be some sort of dangerous like, you know, like did you get off on that thrill of like being somebody that I didn't know and sort of crossing that line with me? Maybe. I don't know. Or could have just been. I don't know. What do you mean you it's don't weird, know? I could have just I could have just called you and just been myself and just try to, you know, get you into doing something, but I don't know why I did that. You don't know why? And let me ask you, was I special or were there others? <laughs> did you do this? I'm assuming you did this to a lot of people, right? Well, I did it when I was younger to a few people. You Like, would you call up random strangers or were they people that you knew and you pretended you, you know, you were like a stranger to them? A couple of people I knew. You know, I think I might have did a couple of, you know, just random. <laughs> you did? Oh, you would just make up num numbers and call. And now nobody ever engaged you, right? Like, I mean, you would just get hung up on constantly, right? Hung up on. But, you know, it's like, no, you know, sometimes people come close, but it's almost like I think everybody's scared. It might be someone they know, but they don't want to let themselves go because then that person will, like, be like, hey, I guess I got so-and-so to do this. You know what I mean? Not really. I would say no. You're living in fantasy land and most people are not interested. I mean, what are the <laughs> odds that, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't think. But maybe, maybe there's you're you know, you, you connected every now and then with somebody that was like in that weird place, too. But I don't think so. I think that that's your own, you know, projection. But most of the time, you know, someone calls up and says, what color panties are you wearing? You just you just hang up. It's like the dumbest thing you've ever heard. I don't even know. It's not even hot, you know. And then what happened was this was. <laughs> This is what was so fucked up about you is you I knew you for years and I would get these dirty prank calls and it wasn't like incessant. It wasn't all the time. I would say you did it about three times a year. You know what I mean? But it was constant and it was like this same dirty prank caller. I didn't really know that it was the same person, but I just remember knowing that I had, you know, what I remember is that I had this caller for a long time or I was, you know, harassed like that. And then I moved into the city and you married. You you got married to one of uh, your, like, it was like a really good friend. I remember being really happy for you because you were single and out of your mind for a very long time. And you finally had like this great relationship and you married like your really good friend. And I remember being happy mm -hmm. for you. I think I sent you a present. I don't know what happened, but like I was a part of that. We were still great friends. And I swear to you, I'm not lying, Frank. I don't know if you remember it like this, but this is the truth because I have a great memory. Is the week after your wedding, I got a phone call. My dirty prank caller called me and said, what color panties are you wearing? Just like always. But for some reason that time, 
uh, is something clicked in me that I know this voice. Um, and then I, I think I kept you talking and then I had this inclination that I, I thought maybe it was you. And I said, um, if you want to know what color my panties are, if you want me to tell you, tell me your wife's name. That's what I said to you. And you were so fucking dumb that you said your wife's name. <laughs> like, seriously. It's like, all coming back to me now. It's crazy. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on Be On The Show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions, too, so you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones. I talk to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. Really? Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. I, and you told me her name. It wasn't even that hard. It's like, are you kidding me? And you know what it is? This is what I think. Because I go onto Craigslist and I'm always trying to get these guys to call in. And a lot of times I get these guys that are jerking off and they want to call me right now. And I know that they're like dirty prank caller people, you know. And I always lose them. And I always think like, shit, you know, I got to get them when they're in that zone. Because it's almost like a drunk place to be. You know what I mean? You're literally like not even in control of who you are. It's like you're wasted, right? That high you yeah. get from being horny right especially if you're like checked out and you're in like some sort of like really crazy place where you're doing something like this where you're keeping it private you know so you're not like even thinking rationally you're like a what you're like wasting on your fucking hard on that i I, it's so easy that i ask you your your wife's name and you tell me like that's the dumbest thing to do it's like it doesn't make sense (laughs) but it does because you're in an altered state right of like psychosis yeah Right, you know that happens with a lot of times. You get to like a state where that's all that's on your mind, no matter what you're doing, you can't snap out of it until you're done. You know. Yeah, I think people call it an addiction, a sexual addiction, because you need you're so horny for it. Like you know that drive to get what you want and that that horny yeah. feeling. It just it 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 just propels you forward to do anything that you will literally. People wind up in jail. People wind up crossing a lot of lines. And doing a lot of crazy thing for it because you don't have control of it. I understand that because I didn't have control of like how much I drank, you know. So it's it's the same thing, you know. You literally become like not yourself. So I asked you what your wife's name was, and you told me. And so now I know it's you. So now we're having a regular conversation. And me being the I don't know if I'm a loser for this or not, but like my first inclination is to help people, okay? 
And I say, okay, Frank, listen, this is what you need to do, okay? Like, if you're into this, you just got married. I felt for you. I'm like, you're going to ruin your marriage. You know what I mean? Like, you just got married. I swear it was a week after your wedding, Frank, and you're doing this shit. Like, that's not going to yeah. last. And I was like, Frank, you need to call your wife because she was a bartender. You married a bartender, okay? And I was like, you need to just tell her that you're into this. I gave you, like, advice. I'm like, you need to tell her that you're into this. And, like, you need to tell her every now and then, babe, I need to call you up and be, like, a dirty prank caller. And I'm going to call you at work. I'm going to call you when you're, you know, and I'm going to do this to you and you just get into it, you know. But I guess for people when you're in that zone, like, you don't want it to be a fantasy. Like, you, you have to do it for real or else it's not, like, gratifying. I don't know. Because I don't know why you wouldn't have done that with your wife, you know. And yeah. uh, I don't know what you said to that. But what I know happened after that that made me really, really angry at you. And I never talked to you again for, like, a really long time. <laughs> is that you kept calling me and now you were calling me incessantly because like the cat was out of the bag and you wouldn't even hide your voice. You'd be like, hey, you'd be like, hey, what color panties are you wearing? Like, ask Frank. (laughs) You'd leave it on my, this is back in the day where there was answering machines. Half my listeners probably don't even know what that is, but you know, you would leave it on my answering machine for my roommates to hear and you'd be like, what color panties are you? And you were harassing me. You literally started harassing me with your own voice and I had to say to you one day, like, listen, if you don't stop calling me, I'm going to either call the cops or I'm going to call your wife. And I didn't want to do neither one of those things. I don't like to be a fucking snitch, you know, but I just wanted you to stop. I was dating a guy I at stopped. the time. And you did stop. You actually did. And your relationship went to the shitter after that. And I think after that, like, you tried to be, be a friend to me or get me to be friends with you again every now and then for like the next 10 years but I wouldn't take you back as a friend because like I have to say when I found out that it was you dude it is so crazy to find out like you know something like that that there was like somebody that you know it's like finding out your friends like a serial killer like serious it was like literally finding out you have a whole secret life and I remember I worked in a hair salon and now you got a cop to this too because you're copying to fucking hookers you're copying to be a crazy dirty prank caller and you're going to cop to screwing a tranny soon because I know that you did that too. We're going to bring that up. <laughs> okay. But before that, th- I was working in a salon. Okay. And this is where I think I picked up on your little sexual deviance. Um, is I was working in a salon and there was this guy that was flashing people. Okay. And they did a composite of him once in the paper. And I'm like, Oh my God, that looks exactly like Frank. And I remember, cause this is the, what a, how I am. I called you up and I said, Hey Frank, listen, I know you're like the stalker in the back jerking off. I need you to know that they're like on it. They, they got you. Like there's a composite of you. Like you're going to get busted. Like stop doing it. Like I was it like, <laughs> I was looking out for you. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. That's not my thing. You swear to God, it looked exactly like you. And why did I think that that was you? Because I knew on some level you were doing something. Like, seriously. I was like, and I was trying to save you. (laughs) That I could never do. Like, I still have my, like, little thing in my mind that knows. That's why serious, you know, that's jail stuff. Okay, so, but let me ask you this. Because there was rumors that you used to send dildos and vibrators and put them in girls' mail. (laughs) Put them in girls' mailboxes. Did you do that? Tell the truth. Oh, wait a minute, though. We, that wasn't a sexual thing. It's coming back. I don't know who we did that to. I know who you did that to. I don't want to name the name, but it was like a friend of, like it was that girl, um, the crazy girl that's friends with a friend. You know who. You screwed her. She's insane. Donna. I'm making up her name. 
Yeah, but I'm trying to think who we did it to and why. It wasn't a sexual affair. I think it was to just, just to do it. it okay. Was so, all right. So, in a box. Okay, so anyway. a bunch of us that did it. I oh, okay. So it wasn't a part of your secret life. So really. No, this was like a few people. That's, I would have never thought of that, but I remember doing that with someone. A couple of people. I forget what we got it. I don't think we had the bar and someone had it. Okay. And then someone might have put it on so-and-so's car or in a mailbox. <laughs> okay, so that's just, that was just a dumb prank. Okay, so but so yeah, as far as just, like as far as the sexual stuff that you would do when you were high on coke, like was just the the hookers and the dirty prank calling was that the extent of it, or was there anything else? Come clean, because it's so interesting. All uh, what? <laughs> just do it. It's so thing. okay. It's okay. I could I can edit stuff, out the dead air. Stuff. I know, I know a guy that uh, he was a total straight guy. He drank a little bit, and his wife left him, and then he discovered cocaine, and he started going crazy with it. And he would get horny, he get hookers, and then one day in the middle of the afternoon, he was standing in front of his big picture window. People were like kids were playing on the block, neighbors were Stop. out, and he just was totally naked and started whacking off. <laughs> Fucking crazy. We read it in the paper. And you knew who he was? You knew who he was? Yeah, we knew him. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine was the first one to give him parole. And then he went on a crazy tear. He loved it. (laughs) Don't mention that name. It started with the divorce. Then he became an alcoholic. Then he said it was okay. Then he had to sell his house because of embarrassment. Oh, my God. That is, first of all, some guys, like, it's like they get divorced and they're just never the same again. I dated a guy once and he was like a really good friend of mine for many years. And then he got married and I was always in love with him. And then he got married and then he got divorced. And then he came back to date me. And oh my God, it was like someone, it was like his ex-wife had chopped his dick off. He was like bitter. He had low self-esteem. He was like such a weirdo with a capital W. And I was like, oh, divorce is it. And, you know, unfortunately at my age, I have to date people like that, you know, because most men are like single and available. They're like divorced or separated. And uh, they all uh, a lot of baggage, a lot of bitter. Yeah, baggage. there's a lot of people with baggage out there. Yeah, but I think, but I love it if the guy's baggage is like in front of the window jerking off to the kids. Oh, it's so funny, man. We read that. Oh, God. I felt bad for the guy, but I understood how your mind gets there, but I don't think I could ever go that far. Like, it just makes no sense. You're going to get arrested, you know? Did you ever, did anyone ever catch you besides me with the dirty prank calling? No, I I think some people might have got wind of it. I don't know how. But, you know, sometimes, like, if playing calls get mentioned or something, everyone always, like, says, like, me and phones, you know? I don't know what they mean by it. I mean, I used to, we used to do a lot of crank phone calls, but it just seems like a lot of people heard little stories, but no one knows that it's true or not. Yeah, but know? I'm telling you, I didn't know until I knew. I mean, all those years, I didn't know until I knew, and I caught yeah, you. Yeah, but was, you, had to, you had to mention it to someone that we both knew or something. Oh, please, of course. Of course. Yeah, and then that, then, then that person probably tells someone else. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I told our mutual friend, and then she told her husband. <laughs> And then he's friends with you and all your, and then so everyone knows. Yeah. So you're just, yeah, you know, there's always an underlying thing, but a lot of people are cool about it. They don't say that or they understand it. Never treat you different, you know? No one cares. Everybody's, you know, everybody's got their thing. 
That's exactly. And that's what happened, Frank, because after that, I was so mad at you because you wouldn't stop calling. I finally threatened you and you really left me alone. And then you tried to be my friend for many years. And I was like, no effing way. Like I would not. I was very. And a lot of times I'm a very forgiving person, almost too much. So, you know, I just friends with everybody. You know, I you get me in the right mood. I'll just forget about anything you did to me. But with you, I yeah, was, I was v- very surprised you were that mad for that long. Very what? Surprised. I was very surprised that you held a grudge that long. I held a grudge on you for so long. You even sent me a really nice email on Craigslist. I'm not Craigslist. <laughs> um, on Facebook when Facebook. it first came yeah. out. And uh, you sort of you like apologized. I ignored it for two years. And you know what happened, which was really weird. And this, what reminded me is you just said, like, people know, but they just, like, don't say anything or whatever. And um, you're like, you know, people, I guess they just understand. What happened was, I think with me is once I quit drinking and I changed as a person and I really understood addiction and what it does to you and everything and, you know, and understood about myself and other people, I think what happened was I was looking through my, um, I think I just felt differently about you because what happened was I was looking through my Facebook messages, looking for something else and I came across yours. And this was so many years, like you said, later, two years later, and I must have just been a different person because I reread your emailed to me and I just really actually thought it was like really great and I totally understood and I was like why am I holding a grudge on this person like I understand like he was fucked up he was doing things so I reached out to you and we talked and like you're like I don't do that shit anymore and at least you came clean and you could admit it and you know I do this podcast now because I I I see people and I believe that so many people have a lot of things I mean some people don't like a lot of you know I think 20% of the people in this population are kind of normal you know and by normal I mean they had good childhood you know and they're kind of like really healthy and they don't have any and not as much shit to work out but a lot of other people have a lot of weird shit going on that you know nobody sort of lets anybody know about but i see it in people and because i'm not judgmental so many people tell me that side of themselves in regular life that's why i do my podcast and i get people to call up and do you know sort of reveal even more and i like it because it's like this is what people this is what a lot of people do look you're like a normal guy people know you people sit next to you in a bar and they drink a beer and they talk to you and you know they don't know that you were like a secret dirty prank caller weirdo (laughs) hi i'm chris gethard and i'm very excited to tell you about beautiful anonymous a podcast where i talk to random people on the phone i tweet out a phone number thousands of people try to call you talk to one of them they stay anonymous i can't hang up that's all the rules i never know what's going to happen we get serious ones i've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison i've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones i talked to a guy with a goose laugh somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends i never know what's gonna happen it's a great show subscribe today beautiful anonymous i know i always think of that that's why like i try not to judge like you know if someone famous they have a tape recording of a phone conversation you know everyone like kills the guy the way he's acting on the phone i mean the people have the conversations with me tapes on the phone i you know imagine what they think I know. You know there was like a crazy. yeah everybody's got a side to it, you know yeah there was a great quote I wish I remembered it because there was somebody famous said you know everybody has um, a part of themselves or a side of themselves were or something that they do that is like the worst part of them like something that triggers the worst most horrific side of them and we all have it for me it's customer service people okay I 
I and I I work on this in my life because I try. It really is a flaw in me, and I could literally be on the phone with somebody that's not helping me properly, and I could just literally treat them like they're not even a human being. And it is a, a really disgusting side of me. If you were to be in my house <laughs> and you <laughs> saw how I would talk to them, or it was taped and I was famous and it went out, like I mean, they would uh, they would put me in jail, and um. But I think everybody has that. You know what I mean? Everyone has it. And I think a lot of times what people are afraid of is that if people knew that side of them, people wouldn't accept them. And if everybody was more able to just cop to their shit, you know, and understand you have stuff, other people have stuff, and everybody would be, like, more accepting of people. And then people would be able to be more honest, you know? Because so many people are just such fucking liars, you know? And then they attract liars, and everyone's lying, and everyone's so afraid of the truth. And why don't you just be yourself? And I get, I know. you know? They hear somebody do stuff that they've done in their life, and then they criticize them, you know, but they know, like, they've actually been there. Weird. Of course. They don't, They won't admit it. You know what I mean? And they just don't. And it's so gross, you know? And um, But I'm not like that. And I think, like, I – but listen, I have been like that because if I think about it, I judged you for so many years. I was so, like, I would not – even like listen to your story and i and i think that a lot of times out of context things you could just look at something on the surface and be like he dirty prank called me he's a pig and that's the end of the story you know what i mean but no that's not the end of the story you're a person you have this thing where when you do cocaine it co- you know there's there's more to it than that you I know. right you it's true around, though. Though. Yeah, totally. I came, like I said, I changed and grew as a person and became less judgmental myself because obviously I was judgmental too because why didn't I forgive you for so many years? I mean, it was right for me to get mad at you, okay, because it was fucked up and it wasn't healthy for your relationship. And it was, to me, it bordered on criminal behavior, okay, because like you're not supposed to call people up as a stranger. It's like, you know, um, but uh, you kick that because you kick the cocaine and even though you did blow last night, how did you fuck a tranny though? Like, can we talk about the tranny thing? Because you told me this great I never, story. I didn't. I didn't screw one. I know you all get blowjobs from them. I know. That's what I did, but it was weird. I was living in. Uh, Don't say the well, name of where you town, were living. I was living in this town, and uh, probably like 2003 or so, maybe uh-huh. 2002, and. Uh, I went online somewhere. I don't know how I met him because I don't think there was a Craigslist or anything back then. But it happened to be like it. <laughs> it happened to be. She happened to be like three blocks from where I live. How did you know? Because I was, you know, Texting. talking. I'm a conversation oh, oh, okay. online. Uh-huh. You know? And then it was so tempting. You know, it was late. You know? Wait, wait, wait. I, need a, I have to ask you a question before. Did you know she was a tranny, or did she just look like a hot bitch on Craigslist or wherever? She looked like a hot bitch at first, and then I caught on, and at that point, I didn't care. You okay. Know, I just figured, just don't, just don't look down, you know? Right, but let me ask you this and be honest. Did the fact that she was a tranny, like, kind of add to the hotness of it all because it was something like really sort of naughty and dirty it made it a little dirtier like kind of like jazz you know it's yes. this thing like you know you know you just like you know she looks really hot you know <laughs> right because i just say uh, you just go over there you know i don't want no parts of what's you know down below uh-huh but, you know i said she's probably going to be good because probably knows what guys like uh, right and she was she's very sexy she was dressed really hot. Uh-huh. 
And, uh, you know, I went there, and she gave me a really good ball job. It was crazy. I know. Do you still talk to her? I want her to call my show. No, I, could just... I don't, don't know where the hell she is. I, I She yeah. probably I... screws so many straight guys. You know what I mean? Like, that's all she probably gets is, like, a lot of straight well, guys. <laughs> I think, like, a friend of mine ended up, like, we were talking about it one night, and uh, he ended up going there but it's not like i told him about it he just ended up there one night yes that's what you told me this was so weird so me and frank wind up hooking up we become friends again and then when i was actually doing my podcast i wanted you frank to be one of my co-hosts because you got a really good voice it's hard to hear you on the cell phone connection but you have a really good voice and you're one of those like blah 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 like you have a lot of opinions about a lot of things um but more so about politics and sports and that stuff and that's the stuff i don't really talk about but you're really into that kind of stuff and you're really smart and you like to debate and i thought oh frank would be great you know on my podcast I wanted you to be a co-host then we just started talking a lot and uh, I was telling you about because I just noticed when I got on my show that a lot of people sort of started copping to this whole tranny experience and then the more people I would tell the more of my straight guy friends would admit to me that oh yeah they did it too and then I told you and you're like oh I did and then you're like and then you you wound up your friend admitted that he did too and you guys both screwed the same tranny wasn't he your roommate uh, no, but we were very close. Okay, so... Kind of. Right. And you both yeah, admitted we, to each other. So within the guy community, like, you could admit to another you know guy? what I think it is with guys. It's like, you know, what are the, tr- the trannies are all about sex, you know? It's like, it just seems, like, easier with them. Like, that's the only thing they're there for to us, as we feel, you know? Uh-huh. Like, they're all... Like, you know, what are they there for? They're not going into modeling, you know? It's just like, they just seem like when you see them, they just represent sex to us, I think, guys. That's why we kind of, like, tend to go there. Okay, and what do other women, what does a regular hooker offer you? Sex without a cock? I mean, like, what's the difference? Yeah, it's the same, I guess, but it's just weird. When we see the tranny, we think they're, like, into it, I guess. Because they're they have like the guy, not, just, because they, because they have the guy mind. Do you think like it's not yeah, like a we girl? Yeah, we figure that you know. Look, if you're gonna turn into a, you know, you're a guy who's turning into a woman, we just figure that you know, sex is on your mind all the time, like it's all that extreme. But it's you know, I'm sure that's not the reason, but to us, that's what we see. That's what you think, or do you just see like the you hottest. Know, it's funny, me and a buddy of mine went to the city one night, and we went to a, a tranny bar. Uh huh. Tons of them in there, you know? Uh-huh. And you know what I noticed? That they're just like regular girls, like the ugly ones, the ones <laughs> that, like, you didn't want to even be so good, were coming up to you all night trying to talk to you. And then the <laughs> hot ones that you went to, they didn't want nothing to do with you. We were getting blown off by the hot trannies. It was the same thing. They're fucked up. It's like trying to get the hot-looking chick in the bar. you got to deal with the attitude. you got to prove you're good enough. Very humorous. We had a oh. ball that night. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. But did you get blown by trannies that night? No, we just went out for a night. We just had a ball. We went to, like, the city. And I didn't know where they were. He knew where they were. And a lot of them were all gone. But we went to that one. It was still there. Oh, my God, that's so funny. So even though they were dudes, they were, like, acting like girls. Because you know what happens? Like, girls have, there's a sense of power that women have over men, right? And I think that they, we use it without even realizing it by playing those kind of games. And I think we all, it's not even something conscious. As weird as it was, it seemed normal. Like, you would see guys, like, you would see some that had a boyfriend, like, 
you know, they'd be hanging out like a couple, but one's a tranny and one's like a regular guy. <laughs> yeah, they'd leave holding hands. It was very, it was so weird, but yet, like, it looked normal. If you didn't analyze where you were and know where you were, you might not even know. Right, exactly. You'd think you're in a regular you know, straight bar. the occasional ones that looked like they got a bad job, but you could totally tell. But for the most part, thought far, you know, you can't tell. Right, no, and you can't tell. And no one could tell if they saw you at a bar that you were like a former dirty prank caller, like for real. And that's all you were. You weren't You weren't the guy jerking off in the bushes at my job, now we know. You only got a blowjob from no. a tranny once. You screwed a lot of hookers. And you did this all with cocaine. Let me ask you, when did your career as a dirty prank caller stop? Because like, I know sometimes when you have an addiction or you're into something, like it's so hard to stop it. How did you stop it? I think after you, you know, as the blow started fading. Right. Well, was yeah, it after your divorce? Like, you, might have been, you might have been the last. What? <laughs> I was your bottom. That's what they call it. You need. A, you have to have a bottom. You have to, like, bottom out. Was your bottom, though, your divorce from your wife, maybe? Because you no, didn't last. No, that was fine. Like, we, just, we just drifted apart, you know? How long we were you married her for? Married. We were just friends. I don't know. I was bored, I think. <laughs> That's why you got married or you were bored? That's why you got divorced? Yeah, I thought, like, you know, I'll be the one to get married now, you know? Like, I could do this. And then I realized what the hell am I doing? Plus, I was still living at home when I started dating her. Uh-huh. And I kind of moved in with her. Uh-huh. And I think I got, I think I got, like, moving out and finally, like, being out of my parents' house. Uh-huh. Like, mixed up with it being her. Because once she left, and then I was in the apartment by myself. Like after two weeks, I noticed. I said, "This is great. I think this is what I want. It's like my <laughs> own place." You know, it just happened. To, she just happened to be in there, and I thought the way I was feeling was her. But I think it was just being out on my own. That's you smart, know, right? Going at the season. So it wasn't even devastating was the breakup. It wasn't even devastating the breakup, is what you're saying. Like, were you ever really in love with her? I don't think so. No. I think sometimes we rewrite stories. So I wonder if at that time, you know, I think sometimes we go back. I know I do it. We all do it. Um, we go back and we sort of sometimes remember I things differently. I think at the moment we might talk ourselves into thinking something's love. When you look back on it, you say it really was. Right. But you did. I mean, was it a traumatic ending or you both were like, okay, like, let's leave. I mean, you make it sound like you were friends. You got no, married. I think I, was, I, I think I was a little bit more like hurt my pride you know at first i was a little annoyed but then once she was gone for two weeks i remember it was like two weeks i went out with a bunch of friends it was my birthday so we went to this place and i remember i took ecstasy and i ran into two girls i knew from high school and we had a fall we hung out all night i mean nothing happened especially but i had a fall and i remember getting home and for some reason i had forgotten my key so I had a crawl in the window. The window was, wasn't locked. I crawled in the window. As I'm crawling in, I noticed my ex-wife had come during, must have come when I was out, and took the TV. Because I remember I didn't want her to take the TV. Uh-huh. And as I'm going into the window, I'm going, shit, the TV's gone. Fucking bitch. And then when I looked around, I said, this is a great night. I said, you know, I'm really going to enjoy being single with my own apartment. That's when it hit me. I really didn't care about it. 
Right. You were like more into the drama of like, you know, just being a single life, like crawling in, doing ecstasy, shit stolen from your house. Like, that's like yeah, that, totally that, having a ball. That know? whole rush of like girls from high school that still look good. Right. We had a great night. One of them gave me their number. So everything was like, yeah, I'm on top of the world. So I'm only like in my early 30s. Right. But let me ask you this. Like, did that all like sort of giving that all up? Like, I mean, did that sustain you forever? I mean, you've been single ever since, right? You've never got married again. Have you had any long term girlfriends since her? No, not for me. It's not for you? Yeah, the whole marriage relationship. I kind of like being able to do what I want, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to have to like Friday night. We have to let's go out, you know, we got to go to dinner. I just. But don't you think, okay, but let me ask you this. Like, don't you think that if you actually really like, like, because I don't think that people, or I know, okay, if I'm going out with a guy on a Friday night for dinner, it's not because I have to. It's because I want to. Like, that's what happens when you like somebody. Like, you want to actually be with them. It's not like you're forcing yourself to be with them. It's like you're, like, excited to see them. Yeah, but it becomes a routine. Like, a lot of times I just like to come home and, Play it by ear. A lot of weekends I'll do nothing. I'll sit on the couch for a weekend, and sometimes, you know. Uh huh. And you don't think that if you could meet, and you don't think that if you met like the right person, that like that person would accept that. Nah, they always say they can, but they never can. <laughs> so you're the big five zero, and you don't have any relationships. So when you want to get laid, do you have like a booty call, or do you just screw hookers? What do you do? I, I had some booty calls, but I really don't anymore right now because it's like, you know, as time goes on, they end up having a boyfriend and some even get married again. You know, it's weird. They That's all eventually the leave you. They use you for their time of, like, nothingness. and then Well, they... yeah, then, you know, they find a serious thing, then they're on. They're, they move on because I won't, you know, cop to the relationship. Now <laughs> I'm just honest. Right. Like, if I meet someone, I tell them I... I'm not into this. Like, if you're looking for something serious, you know, we're at that age now, you don't want to be alone when you're older, I said, I'm fine with being alone. I'm not looking for something. And they always say that's fine, because in their mind, they think, I'll change them. Right. And then a lot of them, when they don't change me, it goes bad. I was with this one Colombian girl. She was gorgeous. Uh-huh. A little bit chubby, but the kind of chubby where a lot of it's guys hot. like today. Of course, of course. Well, she was, she was beautiful. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I told her that, and she was like, fine. And all of a sudden, about a month, maybe a little over a month, we're out. You know, we went out to eat. We met up with a bunch of people. Then we went to another place. And all of a sudden, we're at a place where she, she, uh, her boyfriend used to hang out with. But now I hear her, like, mumbling to herself. And then she starts talking to the bartender really loud about her old boyfriend. You know, uh-huh. oh, you happen to call me today. So now I know she's trying to get jealous. Uh-huh. You know? I just said, like, all right, what's the problem? And she's like, well, what are we? Are we just friends or or what? She's really pissed. I go, where's this coming from? I told you about the relationship thing. You said you were fine with it. She said, whatever. So then she started <laughs> talking about a boyfriend again. And I said, listen, I got to tell you something. I'm like, oh, I must have been in my early 40s. And I said, I'm like 40-something years old. I've dealt with the best at making me jealous. I said, nothing makes me jealous anymore. This whole thing, talking about your boyfriend, it's not working. With that, I turn around, and she freaking wailed the glass at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like those I Spanish said, girls. are so fiery. Like, I'm like, 
picture and went across the bar. It was late. There wasn't too many people in there, so it didn't hit anyone. It just flew across. I couldn't believe it. She went crazy. <laughs> and, she, and she left on her own. And I said, you shouldn't drive. You've been drinking. Let me drive us home. And then I'll go home. I'll walk home from here. She cursed me out and left. Then she pranked me at 3 in the morning and didn't say anything. Oh, Her number came up on my phone. <laughs> I just kept saying, you're there, you're, you're home safe. But I just worried. I didn't want nothing to happen. So right, right. And then did she leave you alone? And she left me alone. And that was that? That was that. She got pissed. They all get upset. Yeah, girls aren't wired that way. And if they are, there's something they're wrong weird. with them. No, they're not weird. That's normal. You're weird. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number. Thousands of people try to call. I talk to one of them. They stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talk to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. It's more weird to be able but no, I don't think it's no, weird. No, no, no. I don't think it's weird. I just think it's people are at different places at different times. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, you're, yeah. That, you're, you're saying that you don't want to like get involved. You know, you don't mind going out once in a blue moon, fooling around. Like a good time, like two 20 year olds, then I'm fine. But I'm not looking for this. They always think that, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, like one girl was doing it with me like once or twice a month. We'd meet, and then she, we'd leave the bar, and we'd come to my house. And then, you know, she started, like, complaining to, like, some of her girlfriends that I knew that I'm, like, using her. I'm not using her anymore. I told you. You know, this is great what we're doing. I'm not promising. I mean, using is if I'm promising you something, and then I'm not delivering Right. You just want the positives, the little positives of a relationship and none of the negatives. There's plenty of people that are like you. It's called being emotionally unavailable. And what happens is women try to be emotionally. Sometimes there are, listen, there are plenty of emotionally unavailable women that could do business. And a lot of times if anyone's doing that with you for a long period of time, they're unavailable too, or else they wouldn't be sticking around. But a lot of girls in the beginning, before you were honest, maybe they would think that, you know, they could change you, whatever. But a month, two months into it, if nothing's changed, you know, two months, three months into it, it's nothing changing. You you know, any normal girl is going to be like, see you later. Somebody that's like a yeah. little bit emotionally unavailable, too, is going to play that game. They still might get mad and they go crazy. But at that point, you got to be like, hey, babe, like you're probably unavailable, too, or else you wouldn't be, you know, sort of buying into this, you know. Um, I've been yes. both. I've been very unavailable in my life and I'm more available now than I ever have been. And I have to say, I just would never sign up for that. I, I just, uh, I, I want to be able to be with someone that I could actually like. I think there's something so hot about that. I think it takes balls to fall totally in love with somebody. And like when you say, oh, that thrill of like climbing in the window and see, you know, that kind of drama. It's like, to me, that's like, you get that same kind of rush of like really taking a risk and falling for somebody and really going crazy for someone and starting a relationship, you know, and listen, I know it gets hard and crazy after and routine eventually. And then that's, you know, when it becomes hard work, but I have to say all my casual relationships and my open relationships, those become work too. You can't get nothing for, so you can't get anything for free. I mean, there's just always consequences, you know, and, uh, it's all difficult. And my relationships with people that were unavailable when I was unavailable was so fucking exhausting that now it's just like, I'm not, I'm not into that at all. I'm like, I said, I'm more 
available and more open. And I think um, somebody like a man who's capable of that or wants that is like a lover, not like a close off person. Like a lot of men is like so hot, you know, and so much more attractive. Um, but well, I think another good thing that I have on my side as I get older uh-huh. and I don't do drugs, like between getting older and lack of drugs, sex doesn't take over my life as much. Uh-huh. So no one can like control me with that. It used to be like I'll say anything because I want sex again. Then I'll have the sex and I'll kind of blow it off. <laughs> and then when I get that urge again, I'll start promising everything. But that doesn't happen anymore. Like it doesn't take over my life anymore. Between my natural sex drive not being as crazy as it was in the lack of drugs, uh-huh. I'll find it more normal, so I won't do anything just to get it. Okay. I don't really, I don't, you know, that's hurtful to people, too. You know, you start saying anything for that, but when you're young, you don't care. I wish you'd try to have a relationship again in your life at some point. I know that you say you don't and you're content, but I think I that... don't rule it out. I don't rule anything out. Anything can happen, you know. I don't want to say no to anything, but if it doesn't happen, I'm fine with it. Right. Right. Now I got a million channels. I got basketball season starting. I got delivery guys on speed dial. <laughs> what do you mean delivery guys? Drugs or food? No, food guys. <laughs> <laughs> you have There's changed, a new place. They got here in eight minutes the other time. <laughs> Don't, no names. They got here in eight minutes. No names. New what? sandwich. No names. We can't say where we're from. I don't want anyone to know where we're from. No names of towns. Oh, or shit. yeah, that's right. So you have so you have your food being delivered. You have everything. Okay. Well, Frank wants me to give him a man makeover, right? You requested a man makeover from me last night when you turned 50. Maybe you're having a midlife crisis. Uh, um, when I come to town next next time to visit my parents uh, and my family, I, me and you will go shopping. I'll make you over. All right. We could do before and after pictures. No face shots, but we'll do before yeah, and after body very, shots, right? I want to get those expensive, like, over $100 jeans. Oh, yeah, like $200 and something dollar jeans. But I'll get them for you. I'm frugal. I'm a good shopper. We'll go to, like, a place. I'll get you. I'll hook you up. You know, you got to spend some cash. But if you do a chunk of it, yeah. I'll get you the basics, and you look good for 50 You know, because just, I just, yeah. I just went to Century 21. That's just a cool store. Yeah, totally. You could go there and get great things. Like jeans, it doesn't matter if they're from last year. As long as they're not from like 10 years ago, you're fine. Um, But you need to wear, I think it's very important for guys to wear good jeans. Most guys in the city do, but I feel like in the suburbs and places around, they really don't. They're still stuck in some other time period. I don't know. Um, You need to be wearing like really good jeans. And, you know, you could find them and like you don't need, listen, you could wear jeans a million times, you know. You don't need like 50 pairs of jeans. If you have a good, you know, five pairs you're good yeah, to go no. that's it so we'll do a man makeover and then i'm going to show um i think i'm going to do pictures because i'm really good at man makeovers i've done them in the past for just for friends that's a good idea you could use me as a model yeah i'll use you as a model we won't put in i wish we could put in your teeth because when i did wind up bumping it this is the last thing we'll talk about when i did wind up bumping into frank um after so many years we hung out and i thought oh his skin you know you haven't seen somebody for like so long and i'm like oh, his skin looks good his body is good you know everything looks fine but like your teeth were so yellow and somehow i managed to coffee and cigarettes in my life yeah and somehow i managed to tell you that in not an insulting way i don't know how i i, I am like i come so honest and it's not like i insult people like somehow i'm able to tell people stuff like that and they don't get mad at me you actually called me and and or sent me a text, like, thanking me, actually. You thanked me for telling yeah, me. Yeah, I liked it because I noticed it. But then when I heard it, it, it I just said, I wonder if people are very noticeable. Because I noticed it. But sometimes you think no one else does. And you notice it. So I was happy. 
Right. And I told you, which yeah, just made, just I'm confirmed. I'm so lazy. Those strips are so easy to put on, but I'm so lazy. And you still don't, how are your teeth now? Are they white? Yeah, but I kind of always slack off the strips. I'm going to go get some more. Yeah, just do it. You just got to keep up with it. But yeah, like I, I did that for you. And I liked if I see somebody that's like a good project, you're like, oh, look, I was like, you know, listen, if you just made your teeth whiter, it would like really up your game. You know, it would because your skin looks good. You know, there's certain things, little things, little tweaks that people could do that will really could really change them. And I was like, oh, I'm going to tell him about his yellow teeth. And you were very receptive and thankful. And then somehow we talked about your clothes and upping your game that way. And uh, now that you're 50, you're into it. And next time I'm home, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to post pictures on my Facebook page, okay? All right. All right, thanks for being honest and calling in. You don't dirty prank call people anymore, right? No way, right? I won't do it, but I had the urge with you last night. You did want it to do it last night? <laughs> no, really, be honest. No, I said to myself, when, I, when we were texting, I said to myself, I can't do anything stupid with her tonight. Oh, you were going to do it to me? <laughs> I was thinking, no, I was making myself not say I better not send her a dick pic later. Oh, my God. Are you a dick pic guy? No, I'm really not. But Tell was, the truth. I thought it would have been funny because we talked about it. Yeah, and because I've been... I was out drinking in the history, but then I thought I can't do it. Oh, my God, because you don't understand. I'm, like, obsessed with getting a dick pic guy on my podcast. I had a guy that I dated that was very into dick pics. And I didn't really... I've never really known one before him, you know, but I got so into the dick. Not, like, into it like I liked it, but just so into, like, the headspace, like, the... Like what's going on in that person's sort of world because it was so incessant with this guy um, that I've been dying to get a dick pic guy on my show because I'm sure. Would, what? If we would have had this technology like 25 years ago, I would have been in so much trouble. Right, I know. That's why I feel so sorry for the kids. Instead nowadays. of calling, I would have been like sending pictures all night to people. I would have bought the throwaway phone so they can't track me. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, oh we had, like, old-school answering machines. And some reason, it took me, like, 10 years to figure out that it was you. What color panties are you wearing? Just say it what for us right now. Say it. Do it in the fake voice. What color panties are you wearing? No, you did it worse than that. But yeah, it was just this creepy. It's, that's fucking creepy, dude. Don't ever do that Well, anymore. I really had to try to, you know, you knew my voice. It's a very distinctive voice. Yeah, you had to really change it. Because I didn't know forever. Anyway... Thanks for calling in and being honest. We'll do the man makeover soon. I'm coming like within the next two weeks. Okay. I'll see you soon. Call me soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.